0: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop.
2: Hey, this is Annie and Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So before we get started on this Monday, many around quarantine body, uh, trigger warning for eating disorders, because um, we're going to talk about what that looks like when you're quarantining. So if that is something that is triggering for you, totally understand. Uh, maybe don't listen to this one. Um, so I guess we could start out personally. What's your situation with this whole eating and exercising and...
1: Right. Um, So exercising for me means me getting up from the couch, maybe going down the stairs and watching Peaches run around in circles in the backyard. Uh Um, I have, when you and I are doing something, that's kind of our moment and I feel inspired and I'll keep going sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that's always kind of nice. I think um, outside of that, I've kind of just been here understanding that sometimes this anxiety is too much and Mm -hmm. I just need to sit and not think on anything, and don't pressure myself too much about what's happening in the world. Also, it helps that I'm not wearing real pants. Like, i definitely Are you wearing pants? I am wearing pants. But it happens to be uh, men's pajama pants. (laughs) Sounds lovely. (laughs) That's like a little bigger than typical. And I'm like, these are amazing, and they have giant pockets. I love it. I I will never take these off, maybe, ever. (laughs) Um, Food-wise, yeah... uh, it's been interesting to see because we're not going out that mm-hmm. we're constantly cooking and constantly eating. <laughs> it was kind of slowed down because I, part of that is the constant sitting yeah. for me and being inside. I'm like, what do I do now? Ooh, I have chips. I want to go eat that. You know, so it's mm-hmm. kind of one of those things. But I think we're kind of rolling back to normalcy of, okay, this is a new norm now. So how do I get into a better habit than just, Eating because I'm bored or eating because right. I have nothing else to do type of thing, so yeah. it's it's starting to straighten itself out. I did make last night my um, weird taco salad that I make because my mom used to get used to make it and she made it from a, a rice arody box uh-huh. recipe and I love we loved it as kids and so it's kind of one of those comfort foods that we made. I made because I was like I need something comforting right now. And this is cheese, rice, and meat. Yes, please. Oh. That sounds right? amazing, right, so what about you? what What have you been doing? I know you're not running, and that makes you sad.
2: It makes me very sad, and <laughs> I am going to return to this later. Um I have run every day pretty much for ten years for better or worse mm-hmm. um and it's a real coping mechanism for me, and a lot of people when I tell them that they're like, you could still run, you can still go outside, but it's just become so like one and anxious like anxiety-inducing experience. And plus, I've read several articles where they don't know, like running, you might have to stay even further from someone. Right. The and The drop is could... like
1: 30 feet or something. <laughs> yeah,
2: like, it, and I don't want to put anybody in danger and I don't want to feel guilty about it. And so I'm not doing it. But uh, it has been <laughs> really rough. And my muscles, like you would think they would be rejoicing in this. They are not. They are not at all. I don't know if it's like releasing. Something is finally releasing. <laughs> Uh, but it's not good. Uh, but I have replaced it with... Um, I'm doing weights and uh, Just Dance, which is yes. a Switch game that I love, um, which has been really fun. And then, yeah, Samantha and I have been doing some of our uh, cardio jams and yoga on Instagram if you want to check that out, which has been fun.
1: Yes. And this is not necessarily to exercise, it's just as distract yourself while moving if you're oh, able yeah, to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
2: yeah. I would <laughs> never like... Um, And that's something we're consciously doing because it's more about having fun and moving. Um, And being distracted. Exactly. Because one of the things we've seen and what we wanted to talk about in this is I feel like there's two sides of this, what I kind of jokingly call quarantine body spectrum, of this huge sudden pressure like you have the time work out and right. get healthy. And here's like all of these social influencers, social media influencers posting their workout routines. Right. Um, and we've seen like weight loss challenges. Uh, and like if you want to get, if that's something that you want, that's great. Right. Like totally. But I think it does go hand in hand with like, especially when it comes to women, feeling this shame about not being able to go to the gym and not getting to exercise. Um and feeling like even in quarantine, even in a pandemic, you got to stay fit, ladies. You got to stay trim. <laughs> right. Right. This whole expectation, um,
1: as well as the mere fat phobia that's been yeah. the conversation. And we've seen of like people, I guess, thinking that by doing the self deprecating that you're being funny, but it is a, a way of being fat phobic in many, many ways. And also just talking about, um, It shows. It shows your self-esteem and where you are. It kind of brings out that good and bad of that. And, And there's nothing wrong with exercising if that's something that you need in your life to maintain and something that you enjoy as long as it's healthy. But at the same time, yeah, kind of constantly feeling that need to improve yourself. Not only improve yourself, but change yourself vastly because you feel like you have to by social standards. It's not necessarily something that we should be celebrating either.
2: No, um, and more on that in a, a second as well. I did want to touch on because we've sort of seen this too. I've seen a lot of articles uh, informing me on how to look Zoom ready uh, <laughs> and like this whole kind of pressure now, like I got to put up my makeup on for Zoom. Like I don't, <laughs> Samantha, you can see me. I, I don't, I just don't want to have to worry about that. That's not a thing uh, that I really need to be concerned about. Um, but it's just—it's enlightening how even in the light of all of this, we're still telling women and everybody, but especially women, how important their looks are, and it's just uh, really, really illuminating. Right.
1: And also like the rise in products that's marketing towards boosting your immune system, which by the way, is really, really dangerous in this time frame. And we've seen it and we're talking about it on a bigger scale as the federal government continues to do somewhat similar things about changing this. So it might help you, who knows? Which again, can also negatively impact a certain type of eating disorder, all about eating only clean and quote safe foods, which is dangerous, especially in this time, as we're talking about people hoarding food and not getting accessibility to those healthy foods sometimes, and also maintaining at home. Um, Unless you have a wonderful garden in the back, and if you do, I'm very jealous of you, and I wish I had one as well. Um, This is not (laughs) always possible. And we have to have that conversation of, again, social media influencers, which I, I am loving I don't know about you, Andy. I'm loving the drag that's happening with celebrity <laughs> icons making really insensitive and privileged conversations. And you're like, "Oh yeah, Come on. and people be like, "Hey, you know what? You think you're joking." But for us, who are not in that world having a you know mansion where we can avoid people for five days in a row, that's not cute. Yeah. It's not cute at all. Yeah, um, And I also love the article. I don't know if you saw this, uh, that was posted. And it was not in, uh, it wasn't a U.S. article, about looking good for your husband at all times during quarantine and the responsibilities oh that gosh. you should be doing for your husband. And I'm like, oh, hell no.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh no. That sounds
1: right? awful. I think there was a real big backlash of like, uh-uh, no, go home. just Just go away.
2: Yeah. No, 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 no. I think this should be a time about like, I call it ISO leisure. you know, just comfortable <laughs> things and seeing each other in all of your right. stuff. I mean,
1: hey, Andy, guess what? I brushed my teeth and, and my hair for you. So,
2: and Andrew. You know what? You know what? Thank you. Also, I wouldn't have minded if you hadn't. <laughs> but I do want to say I legitimately had the thought last night, my hair smells damn fine. And no one's around to appreciate it. (laughs) It smells so good, Samantha. You wouldn't believe it. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, we did want to go back to that kind of fat phobic thing that we've seen um, of so many people discussing their fear of gaining weight during quarantine, calling it like the COVID-15. Like it's the worst thing that could happen to you. And that is sending a really, really terrible, damaging message and treating it like a punchline isn't great either. And just a reminder, healthy bodies present in different ways. And science shows fat shaming has been linked to weight gain and for people less likely to exercise regularly.
1: And then stress eating and drinking, binging, yes. High levels of stress can and does lead to binge eating. I will attest. And real or perceived food scarcity can trigger eating disorder thoughts as well. And high stress can also cause people not to eat we know this is anorexia and it is a dangerous, dangerous thing. Um, And the body requires more energy to function when stressed. So just put that in your mind. Food can also distract from negative emotions and even release chemicals that make us feel better. As in fact, Annie, you talked about the fact that you like cooking when you're stressed. It's a stress reliever for you. And that is an amazing coping skill.
2: Yeah. um, And then I have seen... Some people suggesting jokingly that uh, folks with anorexia have been training for this uh, food scarcity oh. thing, and that's bad. We probably don't want to tell oh, you no. that, but that don't oh, do that. Oh. No. Um, also, remember, like you said earlier, Samantha, even if you're poking fun at yourself, you might be hurting your own body image, whether you know it or not, and people might see that, and whether you mean to hurt them or not you might be. So just be careful when you're posting those kinds of things. Keep that in mind. So
1: as we're talking about eating disorders and quarantine, about 30 million Americans struggle with eating disorders. Eating disorders have the highest mortality rate of any mental disorder. And this has been a really triggering time for some people, as a lot of people with eating disorders. With everything really uncertain and scary, with no end in sight and no way to anticipate the damage, eating disorders are a way of making ourselves feel like we have control over something. And obviously when you're in a place of anxiety, that's what you seek is control. And isolation, being cut off from your support group and or therapist, and a lack of routine also are dangerous things when it comes to eating disorders. All of these conversations around food and working out are super triggering to a lot of people. And all these internet articles on productivity, they don't help either. So if if you need maybe a guideline, sure, but it shouldn't be something that you focus on. That could be a really dangerous place. And nor does having large windows of unstructured time. That gives too many ways of being trapped inside with food. So the current narrative of stockpiling and food scarcity can absolutely be triggering. And it's going to teach us a new habit. It's going to cause a new way of life after this, I absolutely believe.
2: I agree. Um, and if you think about things like planning out two weeks worth of groceries or delivery and feeling an anxiety around that, you might just decide to do without. If your safe food like fresh produce, they aren't available, you might not get that much. Um, talking about food scarcity can lead to calorie restriction. If you're afraid that if you don't wash your food well enough, you'll get coronavirus, you might not eat it. If you can't go outside or to the gym to work out, you might skip food, especially if you live alone, it's easy to hide your struggles with food, your eating disorder. But on the flip side, some for some, a trigger might be eating in front of people. And if you're quarantined with someone, uh, that can be hard to avoid as well. And on the flip-flip side, hoarding and feelings of restriction can lead to binging. So there's all of this stuff going on um, And I, I know I've spoken about it before on the show, but I have an eating disorder. And one of my resolutions this year was to eat more in 2020. Uh, and 2020 was like, nope. <laughs> um, so this has been a real test. Um, as a lot of you know, I hate having food around, uh, snacks around. That's definitely something that's triggering for me. And now the mandate is to get enough food. Groceries for two weeks. And if I'm honest, the only reason I've been able to stick to that is stress drinking to deal with all the anxiety. So I have to go for more wine. If I didn't have to go for that, I don't know that I would go. Um, And that's bad. And I know it's bad. And I like cooking. And since I'm a trapped inside extrovert, that has been one of my releases, one of my saviors. But it has legitimately frightened me over these past few weeks of how poorly I care about my body Um, and how, of course, You're not going to go to the doctor because you don't want to get COVID. So, yeah, yeah, and I had to give up running. um, And that was a coping mechanism as well. And it was one that I abused, but it was a coping mechanism. And I used to eat out with people. And that was a way of getting myself to eat, um, but can't go out anymore. So I see it's just like this culmination of all of these things um, that we need to keep in mind for people struggling with this. Right. And,
1: I, and those who are on the flip side, um, I have stopped counting calories as well, uh, because that's something I get obsessive about. And I'm, I oddly get under the caloric intake. And obviously, that's not helpful as well. But for someone who is here, and I've been able to maintain as an introvert that yes, I have a lot of anxiety, but I'm not that level of I need people, I need people. Um, and also have a partner who lives pretty much with me as well. So that's a different thing And all of that to say is, one of the two, two questions I always ask Annie when I see her is, have you been sleeping? What have you been eating? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and like, I'm not her mother. And I know people are the, the only ones that ask. But it's important to also check um, because this is a really odd time. And I also know, and I'm sure many people know whether or not they won't acknowledge it, that there are some habits that are really unhealthy that can't be shaken so you can't just be like i'm done i'm good it's cool um, yeah and it sounds mm-hmm. healthy on one perspective but it's not always and just to be very aware this is the time when you have to start caring for your own body but also start caring about other, everybody else too it's the whole in it together thing um so just to put that out there um and again eating disorders up your risk when it comes to catching COVID-19 as well. Um, there are virtual support groups bringing it up, which is amazing. And virtual therapy, if you have access to it. And I know, I believe, I don't know if it was our podcast, but I know several other podcasts had Headspace and different things like that that allow for you to do texting or online therapy. Annie and I both had um, hours on video that was... Uh, always our way. And it's actually, it was really comforting for me to be able to be in my own home to have this therapy mm-hmm. session. And again, this may not be something that you have access to, you have money for. It got expensive for me and I had to stop as well. Uh, but again, like there are things out there that are virtual support groups. There are uh, books or online online uh, literature that can help you as well, that oftentimes link you with a group of people who may be in that same boat. That's really important. And you can find this as well.
2: And if you are uh, dealing with emotional eating, there are some tips that we found. Uh, One, be conscientious about how you're feeling outside of food. So even if it's one minute, if you can only take one minute, just touch base. Why is it? I feel like I need to eat. What is going on? Um, Try to pin down your triggers internally and externally. Be conscious about when and what you eat, uh, not in an unhealthy way, but just like, huh, I've noticed whenever I watch the news, suddenly I'm snacking. You know, maybe think about that. Um, And then if that is the case, avoid triggering material and get support from your social group. Be kind to yourself and allow each moment to be a new a new moment. Don't beat yourself up over it. Uh, remind yourself of the progress you've made. Try to push back on the whole good foods, bad foods things. Because I read for a lot of people, uh, shelf-stable foods are bad and you won't eat them. But that might be the only thing that's available and your body is resilient and food... We need food. (laughs) And
1: I know this has been a conversation for many people and many of society that oftentimes junk food is cheaper. And so for those whose level of eco support is not that great, they cling to these types of food because that's what's accessible. And again, this is kind of that conversation of what is our society? What is our people's? What is our government allowing and saying is uh, who is deserving of the good food? Um, And I know it just finally took till maybe five, 10 years ago, where food stamps and or the EBT cards were accessible for farmer's markets, which are amazing and should be more programs like that. Because just because you have more money doesn't mean you deserve to be healthier, which is an absurdity. But again, recognize that sometimes that's what you have and that's what you have to do. Um, And as best you can through all of this, try to establish or stick to a healthy routine. Again, don't stress yourself if you don't have one. It's okay. There are also ways to try to stick to your routine, whether it's getting groceries delivered more on a schedule you are used to or getting delivery from restaurants you trust. Again, if you can't afford that, that's okay. I know right now, um, delivery for groceries are at uh, a long wait mainly because these are essential workers who are not being cared for, and we should also have that conversation. Um, Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. make sure that if you have accessibility, A, go ahead and do it. B, make sure you're appreciative of what you have and what you can do. And that should always be in the back of your mind. Not to the point that it kind of gives you more anxiety, but for sure, an understanding that if you're able to do this and if you're able to acquire this at home, the people who are giving that or bringing it to you deserve deserve to be tipped well.
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely, yes. Um, journaling is something I saw come up a lot. Keeping regular sleep hours is very important. You can have FaceTime dinners. You can still have dinners virtually together. <laughs> and while we focused a lot on the bad of this, for some people, it is. it might be a chance to push boundaries for your healing. Maybe I'll get used to having food around as it becomes more and more normal. Um, I'm certainly trying. <laughs> uh, but Yeah, through all this, just don't be too hard on yourself. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. And
1: again, Um, just remember, this new norm is not normal. (laughs) And if it's not something that you used to do, it's okay. And listen to your own body. Listen to your own anxieties and emotions. Those are really important. No one can dictate how to do it in the book. No one can tell you exactly how to do it as an outline. You have to listen to yourself.
2: Yes. And if this is something you're struggling with in the United States, you can call the National Eating Disorders Association helpline at 800-931-2237. And you can always reach out to us as well. Uh, We would love to hear from you. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Stuff Mom Never Told You or on Twitter at momstuffpodcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Andrew thanks Howard. Andrew. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff Mom Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
1: Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.
0: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection